0: But I got to tell you, it was tough. It it was difficult to watch her completely come unglued on the floor of the Senate
1: this week. Uh, To see Cindy O'Loughlin, who is somebody uh, I respect and admire, uh, reduced to nothing more than personal insults. Uh, and just completely lost her composure, uh, was shouting at me, was yelling at me, calling me all sorts of names uh, because she was uh, very upset that I had, I guess, the gall to demonstrate to the whole state that they weren't really serious about getting these things done. Uh, she really
0: didn't handle it well. And I think uh, the implications of that uh, are not good for the rest of the Senate as we move forward.
1: Well, that was Senator Bill Igle. Going after my friend Cindy O'Loughlin. Senator O'Loughlin, of course, is the majority floor leader of the House and, uh, i of the Senate, sorry. And I am, I was just stunned, Cindy, when my audience on Saturday morning heard that. And, um, I wanted you to have a chance to talk about what's going on in the Senate and what happened last, uh, last week that led to that little back and forth. Welcome to the program.
2: (laughs) And good morning to you, Randy.
1: (laughs) It's another week, another battle.
2: (laughs) You know, I think I've said this before, too bad we can't take the politics out of politicians. Um, there's There's a recording of every exchange that takes place in the Senate. So, you know, anyone could request that if they wanted to, but... You know, from my perspective, what happened was we started into the order of business and Senator Igel got up and tried to do an end run around our normal process and bring a uh, piece of legislation directly to the floor. And, of course, uh, the rest of the Senate would not go along with that. And he basically is cutting off any public comment, any ability for other senators to review what it was he was bringing up. And it's, it's kind of odd because the week before he tied up the floor talking about how we all need to have 48 hours to read the bills, that we, that we're not reading the bills completely. And then the next week, fast forward, he brings one up that, you know, no one has seen. It hasn't gone through the vetting process. So, you know, every week it's a new story. That's, it's really difficult. Also on um, on Scott Fawn's show this weekend, he called, he basically said, we need new leadership in the Senate and that that would solve his problems. Apparently, I saw you had kind of conducted a, a, a statistical analysis of Freedom Caucus members' legislation. Can you talk a little bit about that analysis and whether or not you think, you know, in your response to him calling for a leadership change? Well, I mean, um, he voted for me to be the floor leader and yet this year, last week, tried to take over the floor leader position and really actually the responsibilities and authorities of the pro Kim. So, um, you know, whether he agrees with it or not, I believe this is all a political, um, quest on his part. He's running for governor. He wants to present himself as the only person who has good conservative ideas. And really, you know, that's just not true. The complaint last year from people who are in the conservative caucus, and we need to remember, They've started two different separate caucuses from the Republican caucus. They refused to come to the caucus this year, where we set priorities and talk about what each individual senator wants to do. Um, So when there's a, a gap in communication, I mean, I think that kind of falls on them. And their complaint last year was they were not given adequate floor time in the preceding years, and so I made sure that their priorities did get to the floor. I compared the amount of uh, number of bills that they had on the calendar, which on average exceeded the other senators' bills. I made sure that they got a fair shot at passing the things that were their priorities. So um, word, words words and reality are kind of not matching up here.
1: Senator Cindy O'Loughlin joins us the Senate Majority Leader here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Senator, something we've seen used very, very sparingly on the Senate side, but the folks over in the House chamber use it, is the PQ. Moving the previous question, if things continue as they are, would this be one of those sessions where we'll see the PQ, the nuclear option used on the Senate side?
2: You know, the Senate is has a long tradition of open debate, Sometimes it seems like endless debate, and we want to continue that. Um, I put together some information about the things that we want to accomplish this year and some of the backup to that. We have 12 initiative petition bills filed, 12, mm. uh, where we are trying to protect the Missouri Constitution from being changed every time an out-of-state group wants to get something on the ballot and get it passed. We have 20 school reform bills filed uh, regarding virtual education, additional accountability measures for schools, um, more parental choice, transparency in what is being taught, um, a teacher baseline salary grant program, and we have 31 tax reform bills filed. Now, the process is designed to send those bills to committee, let each of them be heard, take into account public input, try to decide what we feel is the best bill going forward, and then bring it to the floor of the Senate and have it debated there and then voted on. So all of those outcomes are basically stuck in the wings while uh, what I fondly call the chaos caucus Holds the floor and prevents things from coming up so um how we will navigate those waters i guess we'll find out
0: um senator i just uh, for the record yeah i heard you reference the chaos ca- chaos caucus uh, you're of course referring to the the freedom caucus which are which are republicans and again for our listeners republicans have a 24 to 10 super majority if they would ever somehow get united down there they could probably pass almost whatever they want but Clearly, there is um, there's a, a disagreement between the two sides. I appreciate, Senator, you coming on. And the media, media always focuses on you as being the majority leader in Jefferson City, and you are. A very, very powerful position. But you also are the state senator in the 18th district and serve a lot of our listeners in, in Randolph in Audrain County. So my question to you is more in your capacity. Is the senator from the 18th? The governor's going to go to the podium tomorrow to deliver his final state-of-the-state address, 3 o'clock tomorrow, rare joint session of the General Assembly. What do you want to hear from him? What would you like to hear from him on issues, particularly transportation or something else?
2: Well, I mean, I think we indicated that our priority is to, first of all, get I-70 in a condition that we consider safe and allows traffic to move freely through the state, we're committed to that we want to see that through as as far as the 18th district goes um, i mean there are a lot of (laughs) improvements that i think i've talked about several times over the years Mm -hmm. we need additional uh, repair to roads that have been allowed to disintegrate into really a very poor condition now last year they did spend additional money But the problem is that the roads have disintegrated to the point that even if you put a different surface on, it doesn't last very long. So um, we need to address that. And I think the maintenance, for instance, when it snows or it's icy, uh, we have have a lot of trouble getting secondary roads cleared. and, And sometimes they're just not cleared at all. And I happen to know some of the people who work in the maintenance sheds, and I think that they are being called to go to St. Louis or Kansas City to help out there because they don't have enough help. So, you know, we we feel that people in the rural area are kind of left to to the lowest position on the list, and we'd like to see
0: that change i think what was that was very interesting that's the first i've heard of that that there are Modot employees in the sheds in northeast missouri being pulled to st louis or kansas city because there's not enough help there did i hear that right
2: yes you did wow
0: that's a big deal you
1: know it may sound that's like that's unrelated to some of the division and divisiveness going on in in the senate but I think people fail. I'm I'm watching a, a, a just an avalanche of text here. Why doesn't she lead? Why can't they get something done? Uh, this and, and I I think about what's going on at the federal level, Cindy. First it was Speaker McCarthy, now it's Speaker Johnson, and there seems to be a small contingent of people with loud voices who think that with a you know that that somehow you can bully your way out of usual order. To getting what you want. If my IP petition bill isn't, reform bill isn't the one that makes it out of committee, by golly I'm going to make sure it does. That doesn't ever seem to work out well in terms of what all of us agree we ultimately want. Do, does it? And it's the same yeah. in this matter. If you've got big money, big representation, large population centers on either end of 70, I mean let's be realistic about it. I, I agree with you and I hear what you're saying loudly but there is a reality of a workforce shortage and all of the people in Missouri need to be served, right? And that's where I think it's difficult to manage that kind of a, a of a reality.
2: Well, it is. I mean, MoDOT's not any different than than anyone else in the public or the private sector. They're going to have trouble filling the roles and having enough people to work. And I don't think anyone expects a miracle, but it's pretty disheartening to have the people that are employed and live in our area be taken and sent to st. Louis because they don't have enough people to fill their uh, roles so you know I it's kind of like the Senate if you want to have a good result you have to sit down like adults talk about the pros and cons figure out what it is that you're trying to achieve and and find a path forward it's easy to get on the radio or you know, get in print and tell people that the leadership's no good in the Senate. And, you know, we just need to do what I'm demanding. And if, if we do that, everything's going to be fine. But that's just not the way it works. And I don't think the people of the state really would want it to work that way. Cindy, I mean, Cindy let me ask there you are this. A lot of- go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead.
1: Well, okay. well no- I, I'm going I'm to ask you this. You're a person of faith. I see it on your Facebook. You are doing a weekly podcast now to explain what's going on. It seems as though there's a you have, a, you have related to that, a personal amount of humility in terms of recognizing reality, being a, a good listener, and trying to take all sides and get things done. Why is it that we can't have some humility among all of your colleagues in the Senate, to to get down and, like you said, maybe be willing to blink a little bit. If everyone blinks a little bit, is it possible that that you and Senator Rowden could maybe move things along quicker so there isn't that last-minute rush? I don't know. Is it possible that the Igles and the Freedom Caucusers of the world could say, hey, let's let them do their work because they are about the same things we are? Or is that just a pipe dream?
2: No, I mean, I think we did that last year. You know, I, I spend a, a lot of time talking to all the senators and asking what they wanted to get done, offering to help them get it done. And it seems like what has changed this year is it's an election year. And several of the people in the Freedom Caucus are running for statewide positions. And while Senator Igel doesn't like me to connect what's going on with With that, I mean, I believe there's a direct connection. If you're the loudest voice and you're talking about how you would, you would get all of these things done if we just had better people on the other end, well, people who don't understand how it actually works might fall for that. But, you know, you need to have open and fair debate and we need to be able to get to the conservative measures we actually do have that are sitting and waiting for the ability to get to the floor now we've got only got about 30 seconds here but i want to end on a positive note you did uh, mention that you know the normal process is that these measures move through um, and these proposals move through committee so what is on your plate this week as far as bills that you are looking forward to hearing from people on in committee this week oh my goodness well, the, one, the ones that I mentioned before, we have we have 12 initiative petition bills filed. We have 20 school reform bills filed. We have 31 tax reform bills filed. We have probably six, at least six bills filed that have to do with utility and energy generation. Let's don't forget that, um, you know, we had a real concern this year that customers were going to be literally almost priced out of the market and have to shut off their air conditioners Mm. in the middle of summer, I mean, all of those things are are waiting to be heard.
1: All right. Well, Senator Cindy O'Laughlin, we thank you for answering the tough questions and um, continuing to ask that your leadership be uh, respected and followed. And I, I for one, would like to see that happen. This doesn't seem to be such a tough thing. I don't know why everyone's making it that way. We'll continue to follow up with you and appreciate your input and your leadership. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.
1: All right. There she is. Well, your thoughts on that. Uh, Well, there'll be time at 8 o'clock to talk about that. Coming up, John, what you got on your plate? Well, kids, some surefire.